0: You are listening to Bold Dreams Held Loosely, Visions Embodied. What does it mean to hold a bold dream loosely? It means imagining the wildest, most daring possible future for yourself and having the courage to set out toward it. It means faith in the process and in the destination that the journey makes possible that only takes shape as you journey toward it. It's being completely open to what life unfolds before you, trusting your internal compass will guide you to a place beyond your most wild imaginings. Visions Embodied is a collection of stories from way stations on the journey to self-actualization and becoming. We are all on different journeys, but we never walk alone. My name is Taryn Watts, and I am the founder of the Mind Rebel Academy. Inside this series, I hold space for the stories of Emory alumni who are courageously walking their path towards their dreams. Inside these conversations, they share the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of the road less traveled. Let these stories open your mind to what is possible. I am welcoming my guest, Michaela Keeley, well-being coach and cultural culture strategist. Michaela is forever an explorer and can be currently found we working her way through North America on a mission to prove employee well-being as the way to a profitable profitable business and sustainable future. Michaela, it is so good to see you again. It has been years since I have 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 been in your energy and been in your presence and just had to be able to, like the, the opportunity to be able to sit down and chat with you. Um, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm so good. And it feels so good to be here. And I, you know, have, as my intro said, I have been traveling a lot this year and it just, you know, always makes me realize how much our communities have become so global but I want everybody with me everywhere I go. And I wish it was easier to do that. And mm-hmm. that's okay. You yeah. Know, but I love being here for sure.
0: So you, you were in the at first inaugural cohort of the MRA. And, um, and I remember you joining at this really pivotal, like critical point in your life. Can you take us back? to to then and 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 where you were when when you made the decision to become a coach
1: Oh I was thinking about this the last few days and really that point in time was this space where there was for me there was nowhere else to go and I was you know had been trying all of these entrepreneurial ventures for years I had been you know that I would design websites and copyright and do all of these things. And finally a mentor really slapped me across the face and just said, hey, what are you doing? Like you're supposed to work with people, what's happening? And then it maybe was a week later and uh, our mutual friend basically said, hey, Terrence creating this program. It was, she It came out of nowhere. And this is something that's really working for people. And Something bigger than me really just uh, what what happen so fast when normally I would hum and haw over every little decision. I was on that website and clicking buy before I even knew what was happening. <laughs> and just, uh, you know, it was just something that was clearly so bigger than me at a point where I didn't even have that. I think it was a, it was a minimal deposit. I didn't have that. I w- didn't know how I was going to pay rent in two weeks. It's that classic story I found myself in, but I had to make it happen. I just knew, or something knew. Um,
0: it was bigger than me. That's what you said. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What what did like, what did that feel like? How did you know there there was something pulling you?
1: I at that time, or the words that my friend had used in terms of, this is something that works. People are changing. Uh, Transformations are happening. Up until that point, my whole life, I had been somebody who was always trying to help others and always just on this mission to remove others' suffering and it never working. You know, no matter how much time I put in or how many solutions I came up for other people or how many times I drove to wherever they were to help them it just never worked and I think uh, you know that conversation that my mentor had with me where he really just shook me up woke me up I realized up until that point I everything I had been doing for others wasn't working for me and Mm. it wasn't working for me I didn't know how to continue to help. That was my mission. So when I all of those things sort of just clicked and this gut feeling, this into I would say it's the beginning of my journey to deciding with my intuition. This is it's not even about me. I do want people to seek change and transformation and relief and ease and joy and beauty and all of these things. And this was a way that was presented to me in a really authentic, easeful uh, way that I just, like I said, was
0: clicking by. <laughs> mm. Yes, I want this. So your intuition, it, it was a point in your life where your intuition, like you, you said yes to your intuition. Where's your intuition taken you since that point?
1: Oh, we've been on a journey this year in particular, I have double, tripled down on the intuition. And it has since taken me out of another depth, another point of no return, another point of just not being able to see the way forward. And just taking these small steps toward living a life that's mine, and leaving the clutter of the expectations of others, the stories that I think about where I should, the shoulds, the needs, the all of those things, just really being able to shift those to the side and elevate the intuitive response with so much trust that it's brought me now to traveling North America, to giving up my apartment officially and uh, letting go my my safety zone in Ottawa and now fully full-time exploring the world to starting my full-time coaching practice in the most beautiful, easeful, abundant way that I've ever been able to experience. And now into this next part, this next part of the iteration of that business, I can hear it, I know where it's going, but I'm at this inflection point, which I had been in since the i would say it's been five years since practitioner yeah. training. Yeah. I probably spent the first three ignoring it again, so now we're back <laughs> we've been on this journey i've decided for a year okay, I'm going to do what you say, and it's brought me to this really beautiful place, and now I can feel the next one and i'm And I'm ignoring it again.
0: (laughs) Oh, 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 there's so much juiciness (laughs) I want to dig into here with you. Okay, let's back up for a second to practitioner, where we spend a lot of time, first and foremost, getting clear about who we are, like who we really are beneath the masks we wear, the false selves we create the narratives in our mind and in the narratives of our rebel mind that keep us small and safe. And from that state of awareness of who we are, we, we craft a vision for our lives. And, and not only craft it, we cast it, we cast a vision for our lives. And then we set out on the route towards that vision. And And like you said, that vision, there's like, there's the route towards it. And then there's these arrival points in the vision. And then there's the next vision and the next vision, And with each new vision, we need to answer that call, answer the call. And our, our souls are guiding us down there, but we need to answer the call. Like we need to put one foot in front of the other. and i I link it back to what you said it's bigger than me, like I have found that too, every true soul calling mm. in every next iteration of my vision has felt way bigger than me, and I think it needs to. I think it really needs to, otherwise I wouldn't move like out of my comfort zone <laughs> um so going back to the the first vision you intentionally crafted for yourself from this that seat of awareness of your intuition of your soul. Can you paint a picture of what that, that vision looked like?
1: Yeah. I it it, it is now. Mm. It is it is now. It's working with the clients that I work with. It's doing coaching full time. It is traveling and exploring and this freedom, it is that I think where what I told myself when I was creating that vision is that, oh, I can fit into it while working this HR job. Mm. I can create that while doing X, Y, and Z, or I'll Get there when I take this other road that I can see, and then the that road disappeared. It disappeared when I I I got this form of vertigo that took me out of work. Oh, interesting! And that was such a blessing. Wow, many things are because I spent this year returning back to with no distraction. That vision, that truth, that You know, um, that intuitive desire for me to answer the call in this way and to do this work, I had been telling myself, well, through HR, I am doing, you know, I am doing uh, some coaching or they're letting me do some of this X, Y, and Z. So I was just, I was negotiating my intuition. You didn't fully know how to let it be the one. I'm sorry. I don't know if that answered the
0: question. Oh, beautifully. You were negotiating your intuition. Oh, I can so relate to that. (laughs) I think many people can can Mm -hmm. so relate to that, Michaela. What was the? What was the? So you talked a little bit about the vertigo, but what was that point of no return when? like the old way or negotiating your intuition was just not working anymore. What was that? What was that point of no return for you? It was, it
1: was in practical terms, it was my boss at the time when I, when the vertigo had subsided, it had been a year and the vertigo had begun to subside. And I reached out to my CEO, who we were very close, we worked really well together, and I said, "Okay, I'm starting to feel better. Um, should I come back?" Like <laughs> with like a like a- I- And again, being so lucky to have certain people in my life at certain times, he said, "No, this isn't for you. You wanted something else." And previous to getting sick, I had been, you know, investing in another program and doing this other work that I was really going to make that leap. But I don't, or I tell myself that I don't know. I don't know if I would have. And this was a moment for both Mm. him and I to say, yeah, we, this isn't for me. And he wouldn't let me come back. And And then he said, figure out your business and then come in and then let's go. And he was really instrumental in helping me uh launch it, get my first main client, all of these things that really just set the trajectory, so that wow. point of no return came in that roadblock of a person but and it was
0: it was just such a gift it it, it what a like his saying no to you mm. was the most loving thing he could have ever done for you
1: I know I know isn't that so beautiful? yeah that
0: makes me want to cry
1: yeah how do you hear it what does it mean for
0: you um it what that means for me is uh, twofold two two levels on a on a on a human level this human this person Seize your potential. And I think the greatest mentors and coaches can see our potential and then some even before we can. Mm. Held you whole, capable, resourceful, creative, that beautiful coaching principle of just knowing that you will find your way. I'm saying no to you, and I know you will find your way because you're meant to do something else. Mm. Um, just how loving nose can be. And then, so that's from like a very human perspective. And then from a broader spiritual perspective, how sometimes mysterious the, 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 the world can work or the universe operates like getting nose or doors closed in our face can be the, be, be our greatest gifts. And so, okay. So you, you, so you got that no. And then what? Then what happened?
1: I got that no. And a, 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 an intuitive coach came into the came into the fold. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, <laughs> right after. when you needed, right when <laughs> you needed them. Yeah, as right as they I, always do.
1: And similar to you know that no being loving, I wanted to say no to this next investment in myself too because when you're on the ground, and you're just at the bottom, Mm -hmm. just, you have no, there's just no option. And a friend put me in this program. She Mm -hmm. said, no, like, I mean, I've had so much support. I haven't done anything alone. There's just no way I could have gotten anywhere without all of these people put me in this program with this mentor who was just, relentless on following the intuition which was a reminder i really needed and helped to you know remove the stories around whatever i was telling myself about why i couldn't do it and and you know well i want to travel but i don't have the money and i have to get out of debt first i have to do this this and that. it's like well what what if that's not true what if there's another way what if you decided for what your intuition already knows you want? And it was a relief that allowed me to then put things in motion slowly, where the next day I woke up and said, Oh, I could rent out my apartment for more than I pay for it. That would mm. help.
0: Yeah. Uh, a, couple of days later, door. <laughs> a couple of
1: days later, a friend called and said, Hey, I'm going on a camper or have a I bought a camper. I'm in the southwest US. I want to do Utah and Arizona and California. Do you want to come? Just fly down here. I was like, yeah, I yeah, I want to come. Uh great. Let's go. And then uh and then like I ended up getting a freeway there. Uh the uh, we're we're like in all of these different places and sure enough I'm in the space. I understand what I want to offer, who I want to offer it to. And that former boss who said no to me calls me and says, I have your client. I have them. I
0: have full body shivers.
1: And within, I'm on this camper trip. We ended up staying in a hotel. the <laughs> am <laughs> on this camper trip. I'm, I'm a week and a half in. And all of a sudden I now have more money than I've ever made in my entire life. Like, what? Meanwhile, previous to, you know, sitting on my couch, not even feeling like I could pay the $600 for the six sessions with the intuitive coach. Like, what was that 600
0: Wow. So you're following your intuition, you're following your path, no super clear plan forward, you're on this trip. And the next element of your vision comes into your mind kind of downloads into your mind. And it's about the services you want to offer. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Mm -hmm. And it's,
1: you know, in that space of negotiating with my intuition, when I had been working in HR for three years, I, I got to do such interesting work. And that was a huge part of my path and understanding what is um, troubling for people at work, both from an employee and an executive level. And that, if we can really work on this, and if people can receive this beautiful uh this beautiful modality of coaching and shift their emotions and shift their perspectives that when they come to work, they're gonna come to work, they're gonna show up, they're gonna have the space for it, they're gonna have the creativity, they're going to have all of these things, and from a leadership level, they'll be able to support that type of person, they'll be able to call that person up to hold them to a higher standard to want more for them, like my, my CEO wanted for me. And so what I am focusing on, or what I have been offering over the last year is this bridge of one on one coaching with employees, as well as culture strategy for the leadership team. So Within the um, one-on-one conversations with the staff, some have something to do about work, and some are personal. But there's often themes that continue to arise. And from a leadership standpoint, those themes are super helpful to understand. Oh, our staff are collectively feeling this sense of not being um, n- not being uh, heard, for example. Or they don't actually bring up solutions because nothing gets implemented. Or here's an here's interesting way of how they're perceiving it. Whether it's true or not, let's talk about it. Let's put these truths on the table instead of looking at people as um as a means to an end. You know, it's all how the work gets done and when, you know, when we are well, we are able to to perform and to give and to be in our highest service so i do offer the one-on-one coaching and the culture strategy and this is the point where the vision has gotten really big and i am in, back in negotiations me and the intern are back in at the negotiating table because the the call is to expand this and to call in more businesses who believe this, they're people with this beautiful offering. And I didn't know this until I didn't know, I didn't think about this. I didn't, I only ever thought of the vision for I want to be a coach. And then, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for a year and I'm in this session with this super high performing, beautiful, young uh, person who has had severe anxiety since near birth. So uh, near birth, definitely a toddler would hold their breath and pass out and has continued this cycle of this major anxiety their entire life. They're in their 20s. And I've been working with them for close to a year. We get into one session, and then sh- they show up so calm and present and confused, but happy and looking around and saying, "I don't know what's going on. I've been doing some different things, and I have n- I've never felt this before. This calm, this relief, and." I, lo- I was just looking at this person, and things were clicking in my mind about, wow, every any person who would want this should have access to that. And through a corporation is such a beautiful gift to give to the people that you that you that do so much for you and since then, <laughs> okay. This isn't even, this isn't about me. This is about that person and any person like them or dealing with whatever it is that, as you know, people are holding within. When it starts to come out, we can just see so much more possibility. And I, I want that for people. That is a beautiful story, Michaela.
0: So here you are, and you were saying that you are in the phase where you're you're negotiating. I I wrote right down what you said. I love that you're negotiating your intuition. Tell me, like, as it's happening, what is that battle? What's we all know where you're going? (laughs) You know, (laughs) listening. I'm sure the people listening to this too. We all know where you're going, but I think it's really important to share the, the, the battle that goes on before you, before you heed the call, because I think that's very human. And I think every human experiences that. So I'm curious, I'm curious if you could share a little bit more about that battle. Hmm. So
1: for me, it's really looked like, okay, you you want this to happen. All right. Show, show me how it's going to happen. I'm not going to, I don't want to do. And then I get a, a hit to create a website. It's like, just create the website. Just start with the website. That's all. It's like, well, the one step at a time, just create the website. I'm like, okay, well, I'll create the website and I'll, and well leave it to me and I'll punch around that website for months and months and months. And just reach out to one one person on LinkedIn, or that you think could. I'm like, oh no, I I'm not ready to do that yet. I don't have. I don't even have the website. <laughs> I can't. What am I going to reach out about? I uh, I haven't re- done a lot of content. I haven't. It's this all of these things that I haven't done that people who establish themselves should do when. That wasn't part of, that wasn't, that wasn't part of the plan. And while those things can be true, there's this, um, you know, that, that inner conversation can, can win for a bit. And I, and I know that, and I know eventually I'm going to have to come out of the cave. And, but really it's just, it's just fear, fear around. How, I, how am I going to guide these people? How am I going to make sure everybody is okay and safe? What if it doesn't go well for some, like it, all of that fear is just keeping me small, keeping me in this current vision, which is such a beautiful vision that I'm so grateful to be inside of, but it's just not mine anymore.
0: Mm. Ooh, I don't even like that I said that. Mm. Okay, tell me what had just happened there. Oh, because I want to stay. I, <laughs> I like, Oh, well, I, lo- I. yeah, tell me more.
1: Oh, man. This is fine. This is great. This is more than fine. It's great Just be here. This is what I was doing in the HR job. There's so much that's great here. And I already heard the call. I did hear it. And I don't, and I do recognize that I don't want to miss it. And I don't want it to be six years before it happens again. And I can trust my intuition and what it, where it's guiding me to. And I can trust that the right people will come in and support in those areas where it's not mine. And it's not for me to, to do.
0: But... <laughs> Yeah, I just I I felt something crack open there when you said that out loud. It's not mine anymore. Yeah, it's scary to admit to ourselves. It's easy to admit. It's easy. I should say it's easier to admit when we're in a situation where it's like clearly not ours. Like clearly, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I am not meant for the corporate world or whatever that. Is. Might be, but when it's actually a vision that you you yourself has have casted for yourself and you've arrived in, and all of a sudden you're you've outgrown it. There's it's a different kind of feeling, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I really appreciate that question because part of I was going to say this before we hit record, but part of me was going to um, postpone and say, I can't talk about visions right now because I don't, I'm not behind mine yet. I don't have the board. I'm not, you know, visualizing her every, I visualize my future self, but not like, I can't, I can't see it. And it scares me so much, but then isn't that more truthful than, (laughs) living the I'm traveling all the time and i like well yeah and I'm still me and everything is still mm-hmm. those challenges still exist and that negotiation is still happening
0: yeah it's honest it's human it's real what do you think would happen if you ignored your intuition
1: this time oh, I don't even want to I don't I I think I would I think I would be put in my place. What I think could happen is that what I'm saying that I will get by not following it is the classics love safety and belonging. And what it is tra- going to show me is that if I that is where I get it is in my intuition. So, if I ignore that call, I imagine that, uh, things would fall off. Ooh. You know, and I find myself back in the place where, you know, I'd have to come to terms with the fact that that's also okay. It would be okay. I would be safe. I would be whole. I would be capable and nobody could take away anything, but it would be the slap on the wrist to say, listen up, we're going somewhere. So if you're not coming, we're not going to, you're not going to stay safe by being in here. It will mm. remove things that I think keep me safe. Like that,
0: you Right. Know,
1: the income, the whatever it will, it will.
0: Yeah. It's like the the, what I, I found this correlation between the more steps I take in alignment with my intuition. The more connected I become to my intuition, the louder that part of me becomes and the more choices and decisions and actions I take in my life that strengthen that relationship in the moments of doubt and fear that I still experience on a daily because we're human beings. It's like that intuition that's connected to some part of life that knows something that our conscious minds don't. It won't let us fail. Like it won't let us ignore the call for that long before it just starts to make life super uncomfortable and and more and more uncomfortable so that we answer the freaking call
1: mm-hmm.
0: and continue on our way.
1: Mm-hmm. And I like what you said too like in when I listen to my intuition in those moments of doubt, fear, mm-hmm. scarcity, whatever it is, when when I think about creating my vision in practitioner training five, six years ago, and the spiritual path I had been on previous to that, and since then, I've come to realize too that part of me thinks that when I hit that vision, those those elements aren't in, they're not there. Fear, doubt, scarcity, lack, mm-hmm. pain don't exist in the vision. Mm-hmm. And and so when I experience it, I don't know how to move forward with it because it feels foreign to the vision instead of allowing it to be there and more so from a place of like in this vision, who am I in relation to fear, doubt? You know, all of those things because It it can otherwise feel so wrong and incorrect because, oh, I feel so afraid of this. Well, maybe I really shouldn't be doing this because I'm in this vision. This one feels pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, like, no, it's, it's the, it's with
0: those, with those. It is. It's part of it. It's all part of it. So this next call is... It sounds like this next call is this, but, but, but expanded. It's like what you're doing, but
1: blowing it up, <laughs> expanding it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And bringing in people. and Yeah. And that in and of itself and holding more souls on this journey.
0: I like what you said earlier about next you're you're just like small baby steps forward, especially when the 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 next iteration of the vision feels really big because that can feel so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And breaking it down into those, you know, in, in in practitioner training we talk about those one to three next best steps that are right in front of you. That's it. That's all we got. That's it. So we got my life. life. (laughs) So what uh, I'm gonna ask you a coaching question, Michaela. What are your what are your one to three next steps just right in front of you, right here, right now, that help you to cross the threshold? So I have to say, booking this
1: podcast actually was already one in that I completed the website. So <laughs> I completed the website. Now what feels true is it is to reach out and have conversations with people or to share this conversation in a way. And so I am working on my writing and how I want to deliver that and I'm actively working with somebody to support me on that because I want to be held accountable to doing that. So it, it is to to communicate what I, the truth of what I believe can happen, and then welcome people in, yeah, it's that it's communication, it's reaching out to people and it's speaking about it, whether that be through writing or or verbally sharing on video and that kind of thing
0: <laughs> oh, I, I felt that just I... <laughs> and it
1: sucks <laughs> like, and it's great, it's all of those things but um, I already just can feel how hard it's yeah. going to be, but then I'll be, I'm, I'm going to do it. What, what keeps you going? Oh, it, I have this um, meditation mantra and it's Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu. And the direct translation of it or the loose translation of it is may all beings be happy and free and may my thoughts, actions and behaviors contribute to that happiness and freedom. And I used to think when I was a kid that I wanted to ease suffering, but really what, what I now see is I want people to be free and joyful and, and this, where it comes from, I have experienced it now. I've been set free, and and it's actually, I'm like, once it's done, once you go through, it's not hard. It's just the going through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's worth it. Mm.
0: Again, it comes back to something that's bigger than you.
1: What can I ask you a question? Sure. Knowing that, or what would you say is the, what would you say is pulling the MRA mm. to continue?
0: Mm. Oh, what a beautiful question. Something bigger than me, bigger than like the team collectively, bigger than bigger than all the alumni and students we serve. There's something I, I can totally relate to this feeling of something bigger. And
1: I feel I
0: creating inside of the MRA and evolving it forward feels like a communion with the divine. It feels like a co-creative dance with the divine. And throughout my journey, my business mind can circumvent that and get in the way and strategize the shit out of it and and send us on a little bit of a detoured route. But uh, we always get corrected back, sometimes painfully, sometimes rather expensively, you know, but we always get detoured back to where... this the, the the divine is taking us and i'm not sure what the end outcome looks like i don't know what but it is it's it's it is the way i get to commune and create something with the divine that reminds people of who they are and the possibilities for their lives and i think that's the why that's bigger than me that's the why that picks me off off the floor when I'm like, wow, <laughs> on my knees, you know, and um, it, you're, I think it does have to be bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And I
1: think it, or what I'm now, it does have to be scary. Yeah. And you might have to think you're not gonna be able to do it yeah. I, don't, I don't know why that's
0: the equation uh, right it's that it's that intersection of terrifies my mind but stirs my soul it really is that that's the intersection of the next great vision for your life yeah it's a, it's a very beautiful way of. It. <laughs> <That's Right>? So, <laughs> that's so it is messy it's 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 the It's in the trenches messy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I I really appreciate this conversation, Michaela, because, and you've all, you always are so honest and so raw about the humanness of this experience and where you're at. And it's easy for me to sit here and listen to you and think there's no doubt. By the way, there's no doubt in my mind about where you're going. The vision might change and evolve and twist and turn, but you know in another 5 years from now and we sit down for another interview i can already envision i can i can imagine what you're what you've created what you've what you've arrived in then and it's very easy for me to sit here and believe so fully in you and yet right when you t- turn the tables around and likewise you know if i were to sit here and share some of the deepest dreams brewing on my heart that I have so much doubt about and I'm not sure if we can do it. You'd be like, huh? You know? It's like we just gotta we gotta flip the dialogue and give that to ourselves. Mm Yeah. So wild. Yeah. It's like, well you're going to. Mm -hmm. Of course. Right. (laughs) You're going to. to Make it look easy. Yeah. Thank you for this conversation, Michaela. It was so awesome catching up with you. Good time. Good time. People listening to this who are in corporations, who are maybe leaders or maybe even employees thinking, oh my gosh, I wish my team or my leader had something like this, had someone like you to come in and do this incredible work. How can people learn more about what you're doing? So they can check out the website. Yeah, put that in the show notes.
1: I check out the website. We're called WellWorks, and the link is getwellworks.com. And I also have a TikTok channel where I explore my, you know, foray into communicating better, and that is called MK get Good. Awesome.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Michaela. Thank you so much. At the Mind Rebel Academy, we train and support world-class coaches and leaders. We believe that a person thriving inside of their life's work creates a ripple effect that will be felt for generations to come. If you have a yearning to more deeply impact those you love and serve, coaching can create a powerful outlet to step into your purpose. The MRA is wildly dedicated to our students and their potential. Becoming a coach is not something you do, it's someone you become. This is why we have designed our renowned ICF-accredited Mind Rebel Coach Training Series to be a unique blend of coach skills training and deep reflective self-discovery. The passion, integrity, and devotion that we bring to our programs creates an intimate, high-touch, and deeply transformative experience for our students. And to ensure that we maintain that level of service and support, our flagship coach training only begins once a year in the spring and is limited in size. Visit our website to learn more about our start dates and how you can apply to join at www.themindrebel.com. This is so much more than a training. This is your legacy.